Welcome to the ADHD Chronicles. We are here. What am I thinking about? Man, I'm thinking about some all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff today. Man, we went and did an escape room, you know? And now that's some cool stuff. And escape rooms are just awesome. We ended up getting out, I think the... No, no. Maybe we weren't. We weren't the fastest of the week, but we were pretty close. We got there. We were pretty close. We were the fastest. Um, we were the second fastest of the week. Now, I don't know who the fastest was for, like, the... Any, any like, uh, the month. But... I got tied to the wall by this... By the escape room, and that was weird. Because I had to get my, you know, we had to get our way out. But I was strapped to the wall, so I was like, well, okay. But, 100% recommend that location. It's great. 100%. It's cool. We'll go back for the other one. They have two. We'll go back for the other one. That's great. So, what else has been happening? You know, went to uh, all sorts of places. Right, it's been a good day. You know, you think about it, it's like, all right, well, that's a good day. But then, really start thinking about it, I'm like, dang, I, uh, I don't know. But man, raccoons are cool, right? They're like nature's thieves. I know a lot of people say that, but it's true. You know, they like to steal things. I knew somebody he. He had a pet raccoon one time. Man, that raccoon, apparently, it could sit when you told it to. He, like, trained it to do stuff. That's crazy. I got a video of my uncle that trapped a raccoon one time. Entertaining, you know? And then let it go and then trapped it again later on because same trap, same food. But I kind of feel like if you fall for the same trap twice, if not three times, you're you're a little slow, right? So, it's the same raccoon. It's got the same stripes and spots and whatnot and same coloring, fur. But it keeps coming back to the same trap. But he also don't kill it. So, it's almost like they're both kind of slow because, like, for one, you keep getting this little pest letting him out in your backyard and then he comes back because he's getting free food ain't no reason to not come back he ain't gonna die so what he'll see it as a way to just easy cop out I can get a free meal real quick and then boom can't do nothing to me the only scary thing is is what happens if he gets like bit by a snake in there you know cause a snake gonna trap him but that snake bite me scared of the trap cause I mean typically speaking most people kind of think of snakes as bad but if you got a raccoon there is it going to fight it off if, especially if it's stuck in a trap you know I accidentally almost fought a raccoon once I was taking trash out to the dumpster and I opened up the opened up the door and there were three raccoons staring right at me. I was like, dang, there's raccoons in there. And uh, threw the trash in there, and one of them jumped. 
I shut the door and slammed it in its face. See, that was crazy right there. And now it was like maybe a, a year or two ago, year and a half. That was wild. That was, that was some crazy stuff. But I've seen a lot of raccoons in dumpsters. That ain't the first one. You know, I want to go to the zoo. Zoos are wild, man. Wild. You literally got animals in there. Animals that, in the wild, they'd tear you apart for a little bit of sustenance. But there, they, you know, they just stare at the glass. And see, that's where you feel bad for, like, them big old gorillas. Because you know they just want to, like, run off and hide. There's a couple of them that they're like, eh, no, I ain't. But deep down, they're like, eh, dude, I'd rather be throwing coconuts at strangers. But I really don't think gorillas really see coconuts that much, as odd as it sounds. It would be... Yawn. I just yawn. And I don't don't really like apple pie. At Panda Express, they got the new apple pie... Egg roll? I don't know about that. That's kind of crazy. I definitely did not spring for that. Uh, spring roll, that's funny. <laughs> um, but, did not spring for that one. I just was like, alright. My order, my to-go order, every time, Panda Express. Orange chicken, fried rice. Right? Orange chicken fried rice, orange chicken fried rice. Always. Never change. And that's an that's an interesting thing. And that's that's almost like a study of pattern. We get the same things everywhere we go food wise. But then if you get different things, that's just a pattern of getting different things, you know? It's so it's just pattern. It's just what pattern. And how do you effectively come up with a random strategy to determine outcomes and it not be a strategy because it's got to be a strategy and in that case it would be a pattern because you have to replicate it and over time you're going to get the same results after so long even if it is random that's like in pi you could have a situation where five numbers in a row could appear at the very beginning and then at the very middle and then somewhere else somewhere else somewhere else all these things it's possible now we we haven't calculated pi uh, like entirely so we don't know but it's the idea of if randomness is infinite then it 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 has I don't know I feel like there's something to what I was saying but I feel like that that something was also kind of nonsense if you are planning on being random humans have the innate ability to create strategy out of randomness so even if your brain determines it to be random it will still follow a pattern and over time replicate itself in a similar situation it's our pattern recognizing brains right um it's the same way we were like oh pattern recognizing helps us escape it also helps us be not random um 
our brains literally will not allow us to be random because if you determine, hey, I'm going to do this to be random, well, you're adding strategy and pattern to that because then one day you're going to not do that and you're going to go for the opposite thing and then the next day you'll do the same thing. You'll be like, I don't want to be, I want to be random. Go for it. So effectively, the most random situation is no situation because then you can't have an outcome that could be repeated over time with the same strategy of choosing a random outcome. Over time, given the right decision-making abilities, randomness isn't possible. Essentially, everything is repeating and a strategy and a pattern. And if you can become good at pattern pattern recognition, then you can essentially master everything, I think, potentially. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if you're good at pattern recognizing, you will innately inherit the ability to complete tasks and have abilities that someone who has mastered that ability or skill has because they have mastered that strategy and pattern and you have just mastered the universal applying pattern recognition skills correct but it seems that the most valuable skill is pattern recognition how does this one compare up to this one and how does that one compare to this one is there a pattern and how does they how can we find a connection right and if we can find a connection we can predict or answer a question correct because if if you have something that has a history of repeating itself right you have an outcome that it typically happens every single time boom 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 if 2 plus 2 equals 2, 3 plus 3 equals 6, then what does 4 plus 4 equal? 8. Okay? 1 plus 2 is 3, 2 plus 2 is 4, and 2 plus 3 is 5, then what is 2 plus six, uh, 4? It's 6. Over time, every decision will become simple math because you will be able to recognize that 1 plus 1 is 2. However, Things get complicated to our brains when we start adding variables and unknown factors. Okay, well, what is 2 plus 4 plus A if if the opposite side is going to equal 20? We have to find A, and then you know you have to make that out and figure it out. But if you use your pattern recognition, you can easily determine that. And even if it takes time, that answer can still be found and it's still there. And as long as you can recognize patterns, you can apply that skill over and over again. So, in theory and in practice, every skill is just pattern recognition blown up. Right? It is expanded pattern recognition to a degree of okay, if this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this has this factor and this factor, then historically speaking, this would happen. Okay, well, it didn't happen. 
for one, that's not random either. That's still a probability and a chance that, okay, if this is a 96% chance of happening, there's a 4% chance of this, and then that is how you analyze probability and say, okay, well, there's a 96% chance of this, but there's a chance that this happens. So what would I rather gamble on? And what would I rather bet to say that 96% chance is going to happen or the 4% is going to happen? And if you can understand that based on these patterns and these unknown factors, because the unknown factors are the only things weighing it down, right? Because if you are weighing your decision down, if you know the factors, you can compare it to something in history and see if the results will replicate itself, correct? And some people will say, oh, well, history never, or history does repeat itself, but the goal is that if we study bad events in history, we can prevent other bad events happening in the future. And if we study good in history, we can replicate those things. Okay? So if you use pattern recognition to identify good situations, then technically speaking, you can uh, use your pattern recognition and skills and you know patterns to effectively do whatever you want. And when you boil it down, math is fancy pattern recognition, right? Because if you know this and you know this, then you know this because this is this, right? That's just glorified pattern recognition with letters and variables, right? So if you compare unknown factors to each other, if you have some amount of known factors, then you can make a informed decision and predict the outcome of the situation. However, if you have unknowns and unknown variables, it could be tough as you are essentially essentially it's the same. You're stating, okay, based on my pattern recognition, I shouldn't take action because this random effect could take place, right? That's what I was saying with the most random outcome is by taking no action because then you have no effect on it and whatever happens, happens, right? There will be no outcome to this play out. There will be no no further action from this. So ideally, I don't know. The new... I can't wait for the new Fortnite season to come out. That's going to be fun. I want to hang up my old car spoiler on my wall. I think I might do that tomorrow. Maybe Monday. I'll hang up uh, my car spoiler on my wall. Um, the problem is mounting it. I don't really have a place to put it. And... There's nowhere convenient that should have it. I would like to make a little end table with my old set of wheels, but there's no there's no reason because I have a good end table. And I'm talking about taking my old set of wheels and putting like a custom glass piece over it and then using that kind of as an end table. It would be cool, but there's no purpose to it because... I don't need that, um, but 
adding my wing to the wall, that would be cool. I do want a little bench made of, made of my old back seat or a racing sim made out of my real front seat, which I could use the passenger seat. I'm not really afraid of doing that. It's just I want to I wanna use them for something. Um, so we'll see. But overall, my old car parts I don't really do anything with. So I'm going to try and start not really upcycling, but doing something more than more than just stacking them in a pile would be cool. Um, can't really sell them because it's so niche and they aren't really desirable parts to any degree. Uh, but because if I was going to sell them, I would have to sell them for bottom dollar and then might as well keep them for that because I'll probably need them for something. Who knows? Now, I do want to talk before I end the episode, because we're getting close to that time. I do want to talk about show production. Um, it's it's okay. It's not good, but it de definitely has that just, I don't know, I'm sitting down recording it. I don't really care uh, about the sound quality. I care about the content. don't care about the sound quality, uh, because whatever. If you care to listen to me talk for 30 minutes... Hey, okay, good. Somehow, I don't know. I know this one is pretty short. Uh, it's going to be probably around the 20-minute mark because I'm probably going to go on a ramble, but overall, there hasn't been anything that I've been thinking about other than pattern recognition, which pattern recognition really helps you with puzzles, too. If you can identify that this and this happens if you do this then you can do this and this and this and have this effect on this and then effectively you could solve the puzzle easily right it's the same way with okay i do the edges first and that would be pattern recognition because you're able to say okay our human brains think that if we build up the edge and work inward that would be an effective strategy correct so that right there is pattern recognition at its finest you're able to identify that this and this goes together and this and this goes together and this and this can't go together because this and this goes together, right? It's basic uh, logic and strategy to everything, right? And if you take all of your abilities and skills into account and you boil them down, it comes down to intellect logic and pattern recognition and if you can master those things effectively you could technically master any skill set and work within any field right and a lot of people really hate the idea of oh well trades aren't hard or trades are hard or whatever to be honest if you can recognize pattern you can learn a trade very easily right Let's just say you want to learn drywall. If you can learn that this effect has this, and this does this, and this does this, then you can effectively learn that very quickly. And this can... This can rocket boost your learning for almost anything. If you want to learn how to create a good Christmas tree around the Christmas time, 
you have to do this and this and this and all that becomes a strategy and a pattern and then you can implement that pattern in, in this system that is just actionable tasks like I said in the last episode everything boils down to if you create a list of actionable tasks literally nothing should be impossible because you're removing the big boulder and you're putting it into small manageable pieces okay you're taking the massive weight and you're changing it from 200,000 pounds to I don't know 2,000 loads of 100 pounds it's a lot but it's possible and then if you can outsource some of that weightlifting to others and other teams and other people who can do it more effectively than you can for less effort and less time well then you can save yourself time and effort however that will cost you resources so you have to come up with a strategy that strikes a good balance of okay I can do this this and this and to save time and effort we will outsource packaging design to a professional agency and in order to save money we will you know boil our pitch deck down to us you know and I really gotta I really gotta wrap up my book that hopefully I can do that in the next week or two get that fully wrapped up and then uh, get some of the other velocity stuff panned out and then work on Oris a bit which Oris in the book is pretty entangled so it doesn't really matter about that so if I'm working on the book I'm working on Oris um design I'm fascinated with design especially here recently I really like colors right I like really I don't know just good um hmm complimentary and not really complimentary but colors that you know you put them together and it gives you a good feeling right and we're not talking about like okay blue inspires confidence or you know the the psychology of colors i'm talking about the blended psychology of colors so it's a deeper understanding of okay if this inspires this and this inspires this let's combine the two create a pattern and a strategy to effectively inspire blah 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 so you have black you have red and you have orange okay red let's just say passion orange let's say i don't know fear and then black is hatred okay you have a blend of hatred and passion that fears or you know it it fears its passion for hatred who knows but you're creating a blend and it can create an incredible feeling right and it can really inspire a thought right just colors basic colors that's what i like about colored christmas trees you look at that and you have all the different colors you're not just looking at one or two different colors you're looking at all of them they all combine to create a blend and a feeling that is unequal to anything else available right so and even if you don't have a blend right certain colors they just they're 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 wonderful in my eyes you know right and they're it's not just like oh i like that color it's a pretty color that color right there you know you could 
sell uh, paintings or posters of a solid color and a color sample, and I think I might get some. I honestly think that might be a, an awesome design idea. It's just posters of particular colors, shades, okay? I don't want to paint a whole accent wall in my room, but a, a poster of whatever, and maybe it's metal, a metal poster of British Racing Green next to, I don't know, eggshell white, and then next to racer blue and, you know, rustic uh, olive. All these different colors, I like them, okay? It's not just a thing of, oh, well, this color's pretty, I could paint my house that. Yeah, but I, I have an appreciation of these colors, right? They're, they're wonderful. And better than that, I really like the blend. So if you can create further than just colors, but a palette, right? A poster of a palette, right? And maybe it'd be a very small palette, three or four colors, a primary, a secondary, and a background, right? Or a accent color, but you could still do it and you could create, okay, we'll do blue, purple, and uh, yellow. Why yellow? I don't know. Accent, right? It's uh, adjacent to the blue, right? Make it adjacent, right? Or adjacent to the purple, which it would be a little bit more than blue. So you could do that, and that would be probably one of the cooler posters. And it wouldn't have to be like a, a design to it. Just the main color is bigger, then have like circles with the accent and the secondary color. To be completely honest, color theory and the psychology of color, along with the psychology of ty typography, typography is wonderful. I have become fascinated with typography over the past three years. It's, I, I mean, just a good font if you can take if you really want to reach design students and or design professionals for just decor just create a color palette poster on metal easily hangable doesn't really have any showings of the hanging it's just behind it on a little triangle thing whatever and then have a nice font I, I have been delicately selecting fonts for every project I've worked on for the past three or four years. I love fonts. I have a fascination with them. It's it's weird. And I also, like, the, the combination of color and typography in design for branding is, it's, it's chef's kiss. It's absolutely fascinating how you can take this and this and inspire this but if you take this and this and say the exact same words you have a completely different feeling it's tone in your brand's imaging that's what you have to understand is that you could have the most innate brand name of boringcookies.com but if you give it a good font and a good color scheme you're going to get a billion sales because you're inspiring that feeling of warm fuzzy cozy homemade cookies that are are good right it's not necessarily the name 
Now also the name has to be short. So not only do you have to have good typography, you have to have good color branding and good rules for your brand uh, guide, but you also have to have a good brand. What's your vision? What's your mission statement? What what are you willing to accomplish for your customers? You know, what are you attempting to accomplish for your customers? So you have to think about all those things when you want to factor that into, okay, I want to start a brand, effectively market it, create it, grow it, and expand it. Right? You have to implement these things in order to access people's psychology and influence them to believe that your cookies aren't just boring, they're the best. You know? So you you would want to do a slogan. The the best boring cookies. I don't know. The best the most boring cookies. Just make it make it ironic, you know, even. The most boring cookies. But they're delicious, you know. Classic chocolate chip cookies. Homemade look, homemade feel. The boring cookies with you know, just a homemade cabin in the background with just smoky mountains and uh, past the cabin and you know grandma's cooking and you know, all that stuff that would be effective and you have to you have to take that into account with every brand Nike has to take it into account Apple Apple is a master of it they make you feel something with basic slogans basic wording, basic typography, basic colors. White, gray, with the San Francisco font that they created. Okay, The San Francisco font is the one of the most basic fonts to ever face the planet. However, it is iconic. So much so that brands are willing to pay thousands a year, tens of thousands, to lease it from Apple license it from Apple but I think that right there will mark the end of ADHD Chronicles episode number 13 we kind of went into some crazy spirals but that's what it's about and that's what we'll keep doing we'll keep it up um so far I guess we're going to go ahead and celebrate 200 views that's cool not really anything but hey whatever we're going to celebrate it I don't really care so, have a good day.